Warren. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Here is a series of headlines, and they all, while seemingly disconnected, actually have a meaningful connection that we will make here on the program today. First of all, here's a question. Will you... Turn your neighbors into government overlords. Will you turn your neighbors in to government overlords? Next headline. Top scientists at vaccine hearing reveal injections are killing more people than saving. Next. Respect to outspoken Marine Stuart Scheller. He's right to question the dismal leadership of the U.S. military. Next. The mayor of Alaska's largest city defended anti-mass protesters who wore yellow stars of David. And then, Texas teachers instructed to help students hide their gender identity from their parents. Then, California to introduce mandatory COVID-19 vaccination for school children, a nationwide first. What do these all have in common? They all have in common increasing and almost total pressure on citizens in the United States of America. And if you think that those things do not apply to us, Just look at our neighbors down there in Australia. Oh, my dear friends, and you thought that was a free country. You thought it was a democracy. You thought it was a civilized government. Oh, but if you look at the videos, you'd never know it. You'd never know it because the government is saying, you either comply with what we want you to do and take that vaccine or you are going to not only not get freedoms, you're going to lose all the freedoms that you have. In other words, you're not going to be able to do anything. You're as good as dead. I heard it out of the words of the leader of Australia himself. Oh, he didn't say you're as good as dead, but that was the implication, because you're going to lose all your freedoms. In other words, you'll have no rights, you'll have no freedoms, you will have nothing left. You'll have no right to your property, you'll have no right to your children, you'll have no right to go to church, you'll have no right to go to the grocery store, you'll have no right, no freedom, no nothing. That's Australia. New Zealand is working very, very feverishly to head in the same direction. Both of these are countries that historically we have thought were dependable in the Western world as, well, pretty decent, democratically governed countries. Look how quickly this has taken place. It's all taken place within a year and a half. Within a year and a half, and one could actually argue it's all taken place within a year. 
One could even argue it's all taken place within six months. How quickly things can change. Things that we came to depend upon, things that we thought were secure, things that we thought were secure for our lives and our children and grandchildren, that everything would always be wonderful, everything would always be cool, everything would always be in order, we would never have any supreme chaos, and certainly we would never experience a government that would act like North Korea or Iran or under the former Soviet Union or under Hitler's Gestapo. But that's exactly what is happening and happening very quickly right in front of your nose. So I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation as always with ever-increasing conviction. And I trust today will be with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms, because we were warned in Scripture of times like these. Now, one could easily take that phrase, in times like these, and say, well, yeah, uh, in general, I agree with you, but today we're going to remove the but from it. That's right. We're going to go do surgery on the butts of life, the butts of Christians. That's right. Spelled B-U-T, not B-U-T-T, just for clarification's sake. We don't go into the risque here, but we are speaking in a way that people can understand. And the problem is, for Christians, our butts get in the way. That's what happened in the Garden of Eden. God said, you may eat of every tree of the knowledge of the, of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you may not eat of it, because in the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. And the deceiver, Lucifer, came in as an angel of light and said, yes, but. And Eve agreed with him. Eve easily succumbed and agreed with him, and then... Since Adam knew that if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, he needed to conform to what Eve said, too. So he put the big butt in there as well. Yes, but. So we need to talk about that here today on Viewpoint because it has profound implications for you and for me, for your children, for your families, and to understand the severity of this moment in human history. Jesus understood it. In fact, as we're going to see here on the program today, he actually spoke very pointedly about what was going to happen. Very pointedly indeed. More pointedly than we would want to admit. In fact, so pointedly that pastors just don't want to even read the passage from the Bible. They just don't want to read it because it's too pointed. It's too relevant, too relevant for us to buy into. And so we put our eternal butts in the place of what even Jesus himself has said. So I trust that you'll stay tuned today. It's conversation, as we said, always with 
ever-increasing conviction. Talk that should transform if we're willing to hear and heed it. So, I want to share with you some excerpts from an article by Laura Hollis that came out, uh, well, today, actually. We opened with her words, the United States is not just dealing with mutations of COVID-19. Our government and our culture have been infected with mutated strains of collectivism and corporate authoritarianism, already engaged in censorship and moving swiftly toward perpetual surveillance and control over property, our finances, our health care, and our most personal decisions. In other words, over our very lives in every nook and cranny. So what do we do? How do we respond? Where is this going to lead us? And are we prepared for where it's leading? Stay tuned, friends. Viewpoint does determine destiny. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. When I was growing up, my parents taught me and the rest of the kids in our family, of which there were four or five, actually, I was the oldest, don't be a tattletale. Have you ever heard that phrase from your parents? Don't be a tattletale? Is that good only for children? Or is it equally applicable to adults? And are there times when... We should tell what's going on, even though we prefer not to. And times when we really should not tell what's going on because of the consequences if you do, or the consequences for others if you do. We're going to explore all of that here today on Viewpoint. In fact, Jesus even talked about it. That may come as a surprise to you. Laura Hollis writes, and those who are busy cramming authoritarianism down our gullets are simultaneously maintaining the illusion of our meaningful participation in government. We're being led to believe that we have some control over our representative government and its policies. It's perhaps obvious that in free nations such as the United States, effective government depends on belief in the integrity of the system and voluntary compliance with its laws. But if enough people decide not to comply, they will have a revolution on their hands. In fact, the worst human rights abuses recorded in history could not have taken place without the willing participation of citizens. I want you to think about this. The worst human rights abuses recorded in history could not have taken place without the willing participation of citizens who actually thought they were good citizens. In Hitler's Third Reich, for instance, citizens of Germany and the occupied countries turned on one another. They attacked Jews, stole their property, 
destroyed their businesses, ratted them out when Nazi authorities were rounding them up by the millions to send them to death camps. And then there were communist regimes, such as the former Soviet Union, China, Cuba, Cambodia, North Korea. And then there's Iran. Notorious for citizen participation, people were and are encouraged to turn in their fellow citizens for being, well, bourgeois, capitalist, individualist, enemies of the state, or other concocted ideological violations. And turn them in, they did. Millions of human beings lost everything they owned, were sent to concentration camps, often their entire families, where they were and are imprisoned, tortured, starved, and, yes, even murdered. Perfectly ordinary people subjected their neighbors, co-workers, and friends to horrific abuse, deprivation, and death because they were willing participants in massive propaganda campaigns. In other words, they drank the Kool-Aid. The perpetrators of those campaigns never say attack your neighbors just for fun. No, they create rationales and slogans, provide justifications, incessantly chanting these slogans that people choose to believe. Of course, there were always those who warned of what was going to come, but in the end, those warnings fell on deaf ears just like they are today. Americans love to tell themselves, well, that can't happen here. On the other hand, it is happening here, my friend. Do you have your eyes even halfway open? It is happening right in front of your eyes at breakneck speed. So fast that it's almost too fast to even perceive it. For at least the past 20 years, we've been ensnared in one massive propaganda campaign after another. Yet nobody, no matter how many times it's proven that what we're being told are lies, millions of Americans are still choosing to believe the liars. And then the worst liars are calling those that tell the truth to be the liars. And because Americans are not willing to do their own homework, and have become very lazy, they just buy into the easiest thing to believe, and that is that the one in ultimate authority, well, they must be right. Why would they say what they're saying? But the interesting thing is that nobody is permitted to question it. Real scientific inquiry is forbidden. Data that supports the official narrative is falsified, and that which refutes it is suppressed. Scholarly papers are withdrawn from publication. Social media companies censor anyone who tries to present accurate information or alternative theories. Corporations fire outspoken employees. Friends and family shun loved ones who refuse to toe the party line. And as if that's not enough, the coercion now coming from the highest office in the land, compelling Country compelling uh, companies with a hundred or more employees, in other words, from relatively small businesses all the way up to mega corporations, you will either compel every man, woman, and child who works for you to receive a vaccine, or 
you're going to be fined $700,000. That's what the Democrats put in the latest so-called infrastructure bill. They slipped it right in there. That's their mind. That's their heart. Out of their own mouths, they have spoken. They revealed their heart. It's the intent for absolute unmitigated control, no freedom, no ability to choose, no ability to reason. You will do what Biden says. You will do what Mayorkas says. You will do, you will do what Milley says, or you will become a non-person. And you will no longer have a job. And you will no longer be able to speak. In fact, you may well be put in prison for speaking. Because you have no right to speak against the one who is seeking to control you. Even though. It goes against everything that is foundational to the country, including the Constitution itself. Freedom has thus become something of the past. So then what? Then what? Does the Bible say anything about this kind of situation? Well, the Apostle Paul talked about perilous times. Does those, do those sound like perilous times? You better believe it. You better believe it. In fact, the Apostle Paul, if you've looked at it lately in the book of Second Timothy, uh, he was uh, talking with his ministry sidekick, Timothy, and telling him about what was going to come on the earth. Certainly it wasn't words that were designed to encourage uh, build friends and influence people in that sense. But he said, I want you to know, Timothy, that in the last days perilous times are going to come where men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers. Listen to this, false accusers. Fierce, despisers of those that are good. That's what happened, by the way, to a Marine lieutenant colonel. He's being despised because he was good. Marine Stuart Scheller questioned the dismal leadership of the U.S. military. It was creating havoc for the United States of America. And for that, even with a righteous attitude, he has been put in the brig. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, led away with many lusts, ever learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Perilous times. Sounds pretty familiar, doesn't it? And we haven't yet talked about what Jesus said. Because right on the tip of our tongues today is this question, 
would you turn your neighbors into the overlords? Meaning some government agency, some person that was trying to order you around and threatened to threatened you that if you didn't report this, that, or the other, that you were going to have the same consequences or worse than those that would happen to the one you reported. So don't you dare not report because you will lose your freedom too. Does that sound like the land of the free or the home only of the brave? Have we become almost in the blink of an eye North Korea or Iran or Hitler's Nazi regime or the former Soviet Union or Cambodia? Have we become what we hated, what we despised, and done so so willingly? And what would be the repercussions? Top scientists at a vaccine hearing have revealed that injections are killing more people than they're saving. Now that may seem strange to you until you actually heard the testimony which I have done. Dr. Kirsch, Dr. Steve Kirsch, director of the COVID-19 Early Treatment Fund. And what he had to say was explosive. He said, I'm going to focus my remarks today on the elephant in the room that nobody likes to talk about. And that is that vaccines kill more people than they save. This was in the FDA's Vaccine-Related Biological Products Advisory Committee that voted 16 to 2 after eight hours of testimony to shoot down Joe Biden's hopes and dreams of imposing boosters on all Americans. In other words, these doctors that testified testified so overwhelming with proof that the FDA said we cannot authorize the president to command these booster shots. So what did Biden do? He ignored what they said and said, we're going to do it anyway. Did he have governmental, did he have constitutional authority to do that? Absolutely not. But he did it anyway. So how long are officials who do not have constitutional authority but decide to exercise authority beyond the Constitution, how long are they going to permit her to do that? What's going to happen? So Dr. Steve Kirsch, director of the COVID-19 Early Treatment Fund, testified, today we focus almost exclusively on COVID deaths, saves, and vaccine efficiency because we're led to believe that vaccines were perfectly safe. But, he said, this is simply not true. For example, there are four times as many heart attacks in the treatment group in the Pfizer six-month trial report. That wasn't bad luck. The VAERS, that is the reporting uh, system with the government, shows heart attacks happened 71 times more often following the vaccines compared to any other vaccine. In all, he said 20 people died who got the drug. 14 died 
This is just in the testing group. 14 died who got the placebo. Few people notice that if the net all-cause mortality from the vaccine is negative, then vaccines, boosters, and mandates are all nonsensical. Even if the vaccines had a 100% protection, he said, it still means we killed two people to save one life. Kirsch also explained that in the nursing home death data, it shows about half the vaccinated died. Well, none of the unvaccinated died in the nursing homes. The information he covered is truly disturbing. was not alone. Dr. Jessica Rosa, a viral viral immunologist and biologist, said that based on the VAERS data, the risks of the vaccines far outweighs the benefits to young people, especially children. There's an over 1,000% increase in the total number of adverse events for 2021, and we are not even done with 2021, said the doctor. Wow. And that's just for starters. What does it mean? What are the implications? We'll be back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. The question looming over our conversation today, which I want you to keep in your mind, is... Would you turn your neighbors into government overlords? However you might define them. And we are defining them by virtue of these salient news articles that are coming with authoritative reference, stats, dictates, and so on. And the next one comes from the Russian Times. Oh, sometimes you have to go outside the country to find the fullness of the truth. That's what I've discovered. Because our news media in this country is so governed and curtailed by our own government and by Twitter and Facebook and uh all of the others, YouTube, that people toe the line. They're dictated to, so they're not free to speak. So, the Russian Times revealed this headline, California to introduce mandatory COVID-19 vaccination for school children in a nationwide first. Now, that sounds like Russia. It came from the Russian Times. But even Russia hasn't made such a dictate. 
Even Vladimir Putin hasn't made such a dictate. But Governor Gavin Newsom in California has. And he just made it. Today. He was speaking at a San Francisco school. And uh, he said that this order would apply to kids between 7th and 12th grades and would come into effect once the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, approves shots for this age group. But now they're looking to kids as young as 11, and even more than that, they're looking to kids as early as 5. That's where it's going. Now, once in effect, the children without the jab will be forced to attend classes online. Though religious and medical exemptions will be available, he said. Okay, but all of the religious and medical exemptions are being fought to the max by governmental officials so that those exemptions become somewhat illusory. In addition to that, colleges and universities across the country are mandating that every student registered get the vaccine. But what if your student is matriculating from home? They say it doesn't make a difference. You still have to have the vaccine. But why? Don't answer. Don't ask any questions. Just do what I say. You want to go to this school? You want to matriculate here? Then get the vaccine. That's really what the attitude is. I'm just putting it into a little more dramatic form because that is really what is being said. You either conform or quit. Or you either conform or don't work. Or you either conform or don't get a job. You either conform or we'll take your kids from you. Uh, Yes, you heard me correctly. So Newsom is portraying his mandate as about keeping our kids safe. The problem is that children are extremely unlikely to suffer serious illness or death as a result of COVID-19, as all the facts show. So why is he imposing this harsh crackdown? Because he can. This is where authoritarianism has gone. There is virtually no respect at all for human beings anymore. No respect for freedom. It's all about power, perks, and position. Absolute control. And as we know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. In Alaska... This came from Israel National News. Not from American News, but Israel National News. The mayor of Alaska's largest city defended anti-mass protesters who wore yellow stars of David in reference to the Holocaust, calling their use of the Nazi-era symbol a credit to the Jewish people. Why? Well, Anchorage Mayor Dave Bronson opposes both mask and vaccine mandates. So city residents protesting the proposed mandate showed up wearing the stars, which read, do not comply. 
because the Anchorage Assembly was putting a mass mandate out on Wednesday. Now, this was kind of a, shall we say, almost a facetious way of responding by those who were opposing the mass mandate, putting themselves in the position of the Jewish people who were mandated by Hitler's regime to wear these yellow stars in order to identify them as the oddball, odd man out to be reported on and excised from society in Nazi Germany. So they chose to use this as a way of demonstrating that look what's happening to us. We are actually being controlled by a tyrannical government, even a tyrannical state assembly. Is this the way we want to go? So they were demonstrating to show how serious this really is. Well, how serious do you think it is when a teacher training for a Texas public school district is directed to hide information about students' gender identity from their parents in order to make a school supposedly a safe place? That's right, right there in Austin, Texas, the capital, they received training, a pre training presentation that instructed them to discuss gender identity with students and ask them whether it was okay to share students' preferred pronouns with their parents. In other words, to hide information concerning the students from their parents who, according to my reading of the scripture, have primary responsibility over their kids. But that isn't the view anymore. As proposed Governor Terry McAuliffe in Virginia stated this week in a debate, he's running again for governor of Virginia. And basically he said, look, I don't want parents to be able to tell the schools what to teach. In other words, he doesn't want parents having anything to do with what the schools teach. We're the professionals around here, and we have more knowledge and better responsibility to uh, train your children, to teach them, and we have them ten times as much time as you parents do so forget you parents. That's basically what he said. Oh, my goodness. It may have cost him the election. But it revealed his heart. And it revealed the heart of the growing sentiment among leaders in this country, the land of the free, increasingly becoming only the home of the brave. Am I preaching against America? No. When I grew up, we used to sing, America, the gem of the oceans. Land that I love, stand beside her and guide her, and all these wonderful songs. And I believe them. I'm a patriot at heart, a real patriot. And a real patriot will not put up with this kind of nonsense. A real patriot will stand for truth. A real patriot will stand for freedom. 
and righteousness and justice for all. Not just for a select few, but for all. Including Marine Stuart Scheller. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller now sits in the brig for violating a gag order in a video that questioned the leaders of the U.S. military in Afghanistan. Some may question his loyalty, but he has highlighted issues that needed addressing. In the video, Scheller was critical of senior military leaders following the attack in Kabul that killed 13 U.S. service members, including a number of Marines. He said people are upset because their senior leaders let them down, and none of them are raising their hands and accepting responsibility and saying we messed up. So Scheller disobeyed a gag order that was put on officers and as a result is now in the brig. He hasn't even been charged with anything yet, but stands accused of showing contempt toward officials, willfully disobeying a superior officer, failing to obey lawful orders, and committing conduct unbecoming of an officer. How about you being accused of conduct unbecoming a citizen by refusing to submit to an unconstitutional order by the President of the United States or by the governor of your state or by anyone? As the apostles said, Peter and John, should we obey God or should we obey man? This is not a prescription for rebellion against authority. It is actually a call to, before it is too late, gain dominion over this situation where the citizenry is just capitulating to unrighteous leadership and rulership that is ultimately leading to a profoundly dangerous situation. And we'll talk about that profoundly dangerous situation in the final segment of the program, friends, and it involves you. It involves every parent, every grandparent. It involves every pastor. And it might bring tears to your eyes, especially when you hear what Jesus had to say. Are we ready? In one minute. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. The war to absolutely 
control humankind made in God's image is actually a war against God himself. That's what it boils down to. God ordained legitimate government to be a blessing. He ordained legitimate government to punish those who do evil and to reward those who do good. But what's happening now, even in this country, is just the opposite. Rewarding those who are doing evil and punishing those who are doing good. And that should tell you something. Now, in this next segment of the program here, this final segment, we're going to introduce an aspect that we have really not talked about significantly over the last months, but we're going to do it in the last uh, 10 minutes of the program. That'll be all that's necessary to give us a lot to think about. And before we get there, for those of you who are in Massachusetts and Connecticut and New York, who have been listening to this program for over 20 years up there on WACE, then I want to let you know again that my wife and I are going to be coming up there for a special breakfast event on October 23rd. On October 23rd, Saturday morning, from 8 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Crestview Country Club in Agawam, Massachusetts. That's the first zip code in America, 01001, Agawam, Massachusetts. The cost of the breakfast is $28 a person. It's a buffet breakfast, large breakfast, just about everything you could eat, really. And uh, you're going to have to make a reservation. Now, the reservation deadline is October 13th. We just started the month of October today. So you basically have 12 days. You can go to our website, saveus.org, saveus.org, go to the web store, and then on that web store page, go to the top right-hand corner where it says Viewpoint Breakfast and make your reservation. I hope you'll make reservation for more than one. Husbands and wives, yes, even uh, teenage kids. It's amazing, friends, how important when we speak how the young people, yes, even young teenagers, are deeply moved. Oh, yeah. So, it is a great investment for you. We're going to be talking, the the theme will be, Behold, He Comes, uh, as history and prophecy are converging right before our eyes. How do we, as culture and mass Christians, prepare the way for His coming? My wife will speak. I will speak. All of the books and materials that we have are going to be available. It is an unbelievably wonderful and warm time of fellowship, of encouragement, and you don't want to miss it. Again, to make your reservation, call 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or go to the website, saveus.org, the web store, and then... Choose Viewpoint Breakfast at the top right. All right, now, here is what Jesus had to say. He was talking about uh, the times that we're living in, ultimately what was going to happen. He said, 
I am come to send fire on the earth. That's what Jesus said. Luke chapter 12, verse 49. Then he said, do you suppose that I am come to give peace on earth? I tell you, no, but rather division. For from this time on, there are going to be five people in one house divided. Three against two and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son and the son against the father and the mother against the daughter and the daughter against the mother. The mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Then he rebuked the religious leaders of his day, and he says, You hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth. How is it that you cannot discern this time? Now, what is Jesus talking about? Is he urging people to be tattletales on one another? No. What he's saying is that truth divides. If you are a lover of truth, it will necessarily divide you from those who are not. From those who want to believe whatever they want to believe because they want to believe it. And that's true whether it has to do with the vaccine, whether it has to do with uh, eternal life, whether it has to do with how you run your finances, anything. It has to do with everything. There are those who want to believe what they want to believe, and they'll believe it against every odd, against all information. You can slap them in the face ten times. You can put up a video screen in front of them, and it still doesn't make a difference. They've made up their mind. And they have reasons for making up their minds. Usually is because... I just don't want to hear that because it makes me feel bad, or I just don't want to think about it. Well, friends, today you're going to think about it, because Jesus said we have to think about it. These are the words of Jesus, and he said that there's going to be great division. And he's not just talking about division in the world. He's talking about division among those who profess to be his followers. Because many are going to fall away. They just don't want to receive the truth. Or having once embraced the truth theoretically, they don't want to walk in it. It's too tough. Nope, too tough. And then comes along added pressure. The word pressure is translated in the Greek as flipsis. You know what it's translated into your New Testament as? Tribulation. All tribulation means is pressure. Increasing pressure. Now, what does pressure look like? Well, if you were in a situation like in the mid Middle Ages, or even in some places in Hitler or uh, Hitler's regime or Soviet Union or even some others today. Pressure might be, well, they put the screw to you, literally, until you screamed in pain. 
or they put the screw to your hands until your hands, your bones were, were cracking and you were screaming in pain, or they put it on your head and screwed you down until your skull was cracking. That's pressure. But friends, that's not the only kind of pressure. That's not the kind, generally, that the Bible is talking about. Have you ever heard the term peer pressure? We like to think of that as applying only to kids, and specifically teenagers. Well, if that's true, then almost every adult is a teenager at heart. Because adults have not grown out of peer pressure. The whole world, by the way, of fashion is based upon peer pressure. Did you know that? Almost all of the ads, commercials on television, are based upon a form of peer pressure. Uh, But that is minuscule compared to the kind of pressure that Jesus is talking about. He's talking about exactly the same situations that we're seeing happen right in front of our eyes. When those in purported power, whether legitimate or not, compel you to do this, that, or the other that you know is not right, that you know is untrue, or that you know is dangerous, or that you know is inconsistent with the word of the Lord. And then you have to ask yourself a question. Am I going to conform? Am I going to do what this illegitimate order tells me to do because God wants me to obey government? Or is this the kind of government that God has ordained to punish those who are evil and bless and reward those that are good? Daniel in the Old Testament had to deal with that issue. His three Hebrew friends had to deal with that issue. And they ended up being thrown in the fiery furnace because of it. They made a choice. They said, no, we're not going to succumb. We're not going to bow down and worship your image. That's idolatry. The Bible says, Thou shalt worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Thou shalt not commit idolatry. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So they said, no, Mr. King, we will not bow down. Now, if you throw us in the fiery furnace as you've threatened, then so be it. Our God is able to deliver us, but even if he chooses not to, we will not bow down. Now, I don't see in the scriptures that they had a bad attitude. Their attitude was not against legitimate authority. It was against the illegitimate forces of authority. And you and I have to make that discernment. Now, what's going to happen when 
your kids, which are all, it's already taking place in our schools, where your kids are being asked to tattletale on their parents, to tell the schools what you are doing at home. Are you having a Bible study? Do you have a gun? Do you this, that, do you that? Do you have this? Do you have that? Uh, do your parents spank you? This, that, or the other? Why do you think they're asking that, friends? To take dominion over you as a parent. Because they see themselves as in standing in parentis locus, in other words, the uh, locus parentis, the place of the parent. They are the parent from their viewpoint, and you are nothing. So what are you going to do? Your kids are being urged to tattle, to be tattletales, tail bearers on their parents. And not for good reasons. Then again, you are going to be tested, very likely, to tattle on a neighbor. To be a tail bearer on a neighbor. Well, is your neighbor, did they get the COVID shot? Did they wear a mask when they did this, that, or the other? Did you see him in the grocery store do something? You see, it's going to be that way. And there are hundreds and hundreds of ways, applications, in which this will take place. You and I need to decide today how we're going to respond. Because today is the day of salvation. If you wait until the situation actually confronts you head on, the chances are you will capitulate. And you will be just like those in Hitler's regime, Nazi Germany, that were participants in the most horrific event in modern world history. It's going to happen. Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. Why do you think you should be any different than your Lord? So, friends, this is why we're preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour. I urge you to get a copy of my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. It'll help you with this. $22 on our website, saveus.org. Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. It's on our website, saveus.org. Call us 1-800-SAVE-USA. God bless, and let's toughen up and be true believers. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.